Well, we're finishing up on relationships, and I was going to apologize if we used any of your photos in that video right there. So that's awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, some, look, look at that one on the right corner right there. She's just a squalling, you know. So you have those moments. I knew some, some people that every time they get together to do a family photo, one of their kids had an egg, you know, on their head for some reason or another. Something would happen. So we're talking about relationships, and let's just run backwards just for a second. We, uh, we started off uh, this, and there were three points we had. It starts with you. And you got to watch your pride and your manipulation in a relationship. And uh, it's all about your relationship with God is how you grow other relationships. And I was, you know, and I, I believe that people can have visions and dreams. I mean, y'all, y'all believe that? You know, and I, I've, I've been in some denominations where they, they believe in visions and dreams till you have one. And then they go, nope. And, you know, uh, no, but we, we want to we wanna understand that God can speak to us. And God wants to speak to us. It's called a relationship. It's what we're talking about. And so this prophet had a, a, a vision and dream where he went to heaven. And he said he saw people. And he saw people as God wanted to see them. And he saw the relationships that people had. He saw that God had created us for relationships. And God had created us uh, for marriage and relationships and children and, and to have influence. You remember at one point, I think it was last Sunday, we talked about you can have one best friend, you can have three close friends, you can have 12 good friends, you can have 120 people that you know real good, but you have influence over 300 to 500 people. Wow. You think about it. So, so you know, if there's kids in here and they all left... But if you remember when you were a junior in high school, you know just about everybody in that class. How many people was that? You know, and you think about how many people you work with, how many people that, and guess what? People are watching you, how you respond, how you act. And so you can give them encouragement or you can help them fall apart. Ah, you know, and so. As we build relationships, we need to pray. Now, there's one more family I want us to pray over before we go in. If you need sermon notes, raise your hand, and, and uh, there's some hands over there. Anybody else need any sermon notes? I think we're good on this side. But uh, Mr. Jack Keene, who was a pastor for years, uh, and uh, he passed away. He was, he was ready to go. Hey, hey. And so uh, uh, he was actually praying to, to just go on and go to heaven. But I want to pray for his wife and that church and family. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up this family to you. We speak peace and comfort over them. Lord God, you direct their steps. You give them peace. And we thank you, Father, for the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, last weekend we talked about, oh, hey, did you ever, was you able, you remember in the first sermon we started this? We showed a man in a cave. Y'all remember that? Anybody remember that other than me? Yeah? Did we, I don't know if we found it, but they, I told them to see if they could find it. Oh, look. Y'all see that cat? He doesn't know that he smells. He thinks he doesn't need to bathe anymore. He's been living in a cave by himself. Look, he thinks his smile's good. He thinks, you know, his hair's good. Look, he's, got, he's got a hair in his eye right there, you know, you look over his ear. He's got a hair. You see, when you're separating by yourself, you get messed up. 
Somebody brought up Elijah in the cave. What about Elijah? Well, God said, what are you doing in this cave? He wasn't supposed to be there. And, and the thing about it is when you separate yourself and you pull back, because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to separate you from all your friends because your friends will encourage you. And come on, your friends ought to be encouraging you. If they're not encouraging you, let's find some new friends. Come on. And, and so when you like this cat, you don't know your smell anymore. If you're a good friend, tell them, hey, you know, I used to tell my, the youth. You know, you got to teach young people they're in training. You can't trust them. Don't, you can't trust kids. You can't trust youth because they're in training, right? And I, the, I used to get in to pick up kids in the van. I had to ride with my head out the window because they had so much perfume on. The girls would just, you know, somebody tell them that's too much. And then the boys would come in, and they'd have all kinds of cologne on, and they hadn't bathed. So now it's mixed in, body odor and cologne. And you know what? You need to brush your teeth, boys. You know, if you ever want a girlfriend, you got to brush your teeth. Or if you ever want to, you know, you got to bathe. You, you know, these things have to be taught because children are in training. Got to take it. They can't tell they stink. You know, you put boys outside for about five minutes, and they come in and smell like a puppy dog. Just, just saying. This cat don't know he stinks anymore. So, you know, a good friend, a good husband, a spouse will tell you, you know, you do something. Just saying. Well, last week we talked about friendship, and it's a foundation. We had two, and friendship's a fun part of life. And we ought to be good friends. But I'm, today's sermon is just a little bit uh, different. And so let me talk just for a second. This sermon today, there's two points, and they're a test on how good a friend you can be. And it's a test on how good you can make other people. If you want to be a good friend, you have to do these two points. I hope I got you on the edge because you want to know what these two points are. Well, you're not going to like them. Sorry. But it's something that we're supposed to be, and it's something that we're supposed to do. It's how we're supposed to act. And I'm going to show you is how... If you do these two things, you'll make the people in your life better. You want to make the people in your life better? And guess what? They'll be better for you. Now, I'm ready to hear this message myself. Because I want the people in my life better for me. And it's contrary to what you think. But, but let's just talk so... I'm going to remind you, beware of competition and comparison and how we communicate. I almost did five C's, but I just felt this is the last sermon and, and you know, comparison, communication, competition, uh, how we communicate. You know, Proverbs 51 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, you know, and this is not a gentle answer. Just saying. And so, so uh, I want to I say something, too, about conscience. Let's talk about our conscience just for a second. How you relate to people is how you think. Yeah. I don't think y'all for me. Let me go over here. See, that conscience. Well, they left early. They left church early. They must be mad at me. 
That's what your conscience, your mind. And the Bible says that a conscience, it's, 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 it waves. And it moves around. It could even be seared. They don't care about anybody. I'm going to be like Gollum. I can live in a cave. I don't care about you people. And sear my conscience against friendships and against people. Because once you get burned, you want to burn your mind towards that person. And you want to burn that relationship. And we're not called to do that. You know, in, in 1 Corinthians 8, 12, it says, But when you thus sin against the brethren... And wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat again. I'll never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Paul's talking about that. He was talking in context about food being sacrificed to, to devils, to demons, to gods and things like that. And he goes, you know, I ain't worried about it. I can eat anything. But when you're around somebody and they're small and you, they got delivered from that demon, you're going to offend them. And it sears their conscience until they grow up in Christ. Just laying out, this is some things you need to be mindful of. If you find out, you know, if I did a poll of everybody in here, we don't all believe alike. But we can all love each other. We can all get in. You know, I started this relationship because we need to be in unity. Do you want to see miracles? If you, you know what? One day you might need a miracle. We need to be in unity. We need to be in unity to have miracles. We need to have expectation. And we all need to come together. And the, the more we get in agreement, the more we have relationship and friendship. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we come in together and we're going to see some things happen. Because people have been praying for you and praying for this church to have signs and wonders. It just don't happen. So let's get in agreement. Let's have some relationship. Let's have some friendship. And, you know, we talked last Sunday, the main number one friendship is like Abraham's a friend with God. And that Jesus said, I call you friends. Now, before I go any further, I'm just still laying out some things. Remember last Sunday, we talked about David and Jonathan. And I believe that Jonathan's heart was knit to David, but I didn't go all the way in it. I just want to talk about that good communication they had. But then as you start reading the whole story, Jonathan started turning a little bit. Started manipulating a little bit. It was five times David ran and hid. Five times David ran and hid. Three times only one person knew where he was at. And Saul showed up right where David was at. That was Jonathan. What's up with that? He was working both sides. He began to manipulate. You know, once you recognize that, it's all right to separate yourself. But you know what? David didn't care. He still loved Jonathan. He loved, his heart was knit towards Jonathan even after Jonathan's death. Even though one side was manipulating and working, he still, you know what? I'm still going to love. I'm still going to be kind. I'm still going to be kind to him and his family. And that's hard, isn't it? I'm not going to say it's not hard. It's, it's hard because it deals with your flesh. So two principles to make your friends, your spouse, your parents, your children, your boss better. Y'all ready? Number one, the principle of honoring. The principle of honoring. Mark 6, 1 through 5. And he went out from there and came to his own country. This is talking about Jesus. 
and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue in his own hometown now. And many hearing him were astonished, not for joy, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which he has given to him, which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judah, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. They did not honor him. They did not receive him, honor him, and because he was not honored, the gifts that were on the inside of him did not flourish. They had something to do with Jesus and the power of God flowing through him. Honor. We have to honor people. We are called to honor one another. We are called to honor people and respect people and receive them because they have a gift. Every person in here has a gift for this body. If you're called to this church, you have a gift. And we want to honor that. If you hadn't figured that out, I do that. I try to. But you got to get yourself in that place too. So two things in that story, two things in that reading that cause dishonor. You won't write these down in the side notes, but it's familiarity. Or family. Jesus said, in my own house. Because even his mothers and brethren, remember he was in, went into a, I'm going to call it a bar. He goes into a bar to talk to people and tell them about God and his disciples. I've I, I told this story before. I watched a black and white movie, and his disciples were outside because you'd be unclean to go in there. And then his mother and his brother show up, and they're trying to get him out of there. And, and, but they, they depicted Peter looking in the door, Jesus, come out of there, <laughs> screaming at him. That's unclean. Those people are unclean. That's, that's called religion. And Jesus was going in there after the hurting. He said, hey, I, I'm, I'm called to these people. People who don't recognize that they need God are in trouble. You got to get make sure that you stay in that place. I need a Savior. Okay? And, and so, so being familiar, you get close to me, you're going to find out I'm not perfect. And you get familiar with me and you go, well, I can't even receive him anymore. Come on now. We can't receive from you either. Jesus is the perfect one. But we're all walking this walk out, this Christian walk, this Christian life. We're walking it out together. And we have to encourage one another. Pastor, come on now. Come on, Pastor. You got to do this. Come on. Stay the course. And then I'm supposed to encourage you. And we're supposed to encourage one another. Not without honor. And so the other one is being offended. Anybody ever pushed your button and you got offended? You're not supposed to have a button. I know, but boy, you can grow one real quick. 
Don't touch that because I'm coming after you. Don't touch my button. See, offense, offense. They were offended at Jesus and they didn't honor him and they were offended with him. And the, the gift of God that was sent in him was not received. He couldn't do anything there. Well, God can do anything. No, he couldn't. No, he can't. God's not going to move past your will. God's not going to move past you. Well, I'm going to tell you, Pastor, I know where you're getting at. There are some people that don't deserve honor. You don't either. Come on, let's bring it back into perspective. Come on, if we want honor, we have to learn to honor. We have to honor people who offend us. Oh, yeah, don't get sick on me. But we have to. So offense is the second one. Familiarity, offense. They were offended at Jesus. You never know or or you never honor anyone uh, who offends you, but it's time to change. You must forgive. As Christians, we don't have a choice. Doesn't mean we have to put our arm around them every day, but we have to let that push that away. Let that go. Because some people enjoy offending people. I was telling stories on my, uh, when I was doing youth, and it's been 25 years ago, 30, and I had these two boys, and man, they were smart. They were like juniors and seniors. They were brothers. And one's a lawyer today, and, I, and he was testing everything out on me. He wanted to argue every scripture. He wanted to argue everything. He wanted to talk about sex and just shock me. They both trying to see if they could offend me. And I said, dude, we ain't talking about that, you know. And they would just hammer me. They'd sit down as brothers and tag team me. It was, you know, championship wrestling, coming off the top rope. And so, but they were seeing if they could offend me and see if, if I would get upset with them. But I stayed the course, and I'd say, you know, it's all about Jesus. And so, you know, honor can release the gifts. I won't say this. Honor can release the gift in other people in your life. If you're married, just, okay, ladies, can I talk to you ladies just for a second? The number one need of a man, and I don't think kids are in here, it's not sex. It's honor. I always, I always tell, you know, doing marriage seminars, I always say, ladies, if you lean over and tell him, you're my superman, and honor him. Guess what? When somebody comes in with a gun or a knife, he's going to knock them out because my baby's in here and she just honored me. But you got to have the wisdom to get out too. You know, don't go run that. Don't you just come in here. I can't believe all. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> just saying. Honor your man. Well, he doesn't deserve it. Yep. But if you want to change him, you honor him. Ha! Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Honor. When honor comes, change comes. In a man, but even ladies want to be honored. Everybody wants to be honored, and we have to learn to honor people. We have to learn to to recognize embarrassment and shame doesn't draw people. It causes them to run. You stupid idiot. If you don't pick up those socks, if you don't... And you know what he does? 
I ain't ever picking up another sock again in my life. I'm talking relationships today. We're just picking on marriage right now. But we got to learn to honor one another even in our normal friendships and our, and our normal uh, life. You know, the first promise is in Ephesians 6, 1. Uh, Children, obey your parents, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it might be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. You want to live a long life? Honor your parents. And I don't care if they're dead and in heaven. Start honoring them because it changes you. Honor will give you a long life, will give you peace. It works. It, this is a, it's a spiritual law that we honor people. I know y'all quiet today because y'all, y'all must be thinking about people that don't deserve your honor. Honor affects your life. So let's go to number two. The principle of receiving. And I'm not talking about receiving something by faith. I'm talking about receiving people. In Matthew 10, 40, Jesus said, He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. Anybody ever received Jesus? Come on, get your hand up if you're a child of God. You better be proud of it and excited about it. Because here's the thing. If you've received Jesus, this is what it's talking about. He who has, you received the one who sent, sent me. 41 says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man receive a, receives a righteous man's reward. When we receive, how do we receive? When you receive a person in your life, spouse, friend, child, parent, boss, as you receive them as God's perfect gift for you, you release them to be everything they're supposed to be to you. Now, let's just get real. You, you know, I, I've worked for some hard people. Man. But I honored them. And I had one boss, and I was, uh, I was a, a, a manager under him. And I, we would hire people, and I said, let me tell you all something. He's the boss. And you know what? There's a right way and a wrong way in his way. You ever met somebody like that? And if you do it his way, he's going to take care of you because you, and what I was basically saying, if you honor his way, you're going to be blessed. Because he's hard. And man, you're like, Ugh. and I got in the car and drove away before. And he knew I was upset. But we were that close, you know. We could just walk away and be. But, but you know what? I learned to do how he wanted to do it. And then he took care of me. If it went south, guess what? It's on him. I'm not alone in this deal. I'm going to do it his way. And then I'm going to learn how he wants it done. Then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be successful. And he's going to have my back. And you know what the bottom line is? I'm going to get rewarded. If you honor a prophet, it means, you know what? How many of y'all like me? There's some of these TV preachers that, you know what? I don't, mm, they're not for me. But there are some that I love. Man, that whatever he's teaching, I can get it. Man, it just speaks to me. 
Glory be to God. I'm not going to dishonor the ones that I don't receive from. I'm going to honor the ones that I receive from, and I'm going to enjoy it. And guess what? When I honor what they're doing and I receive it, I get rewarded. This is how this works. Receive somebody. If I receive, if, if, if Clayton's a prophet, then I get to receive the reward of him pouring into my life. When we think about gift, we always think about money. But there are gifts in him that he can pour into our life. There are gifts in you that we want to honor that God can, can lift you up and, and you can pour out into people here. Or if we do an outreach, the gift, your gift will shine. Y'all still quiet today. You have gifts and abilities that your spouse needs to be honoring for them to flourish, to, to, to receive a righteous man. I get to receive from his righteousness. Come on, are there people, come on, tell the truth. Aren't there people you just like being around? Man, they're just fun being around. They're such a joy to be around. You're receiving the joy that's in their life, the fruit that's in. You're receiving the reward. That's why you want to hang around them. Hey, you know, we're going to call them. You need to be that person that people want to hang around. That means you got to quit whining and complaining. You got to put your boots on, wade through the muck and the mire, and get up on the rock with Jesus. And pull everybody in you. It's what we're called to do. We're called to pull everybody up on the rock of Jesus. Not get down in the muck and the mire and say, it's bad. It's just bad. Don't you feel how bad it is? Join me with the bad. No. I've been the bad. You know what? Uh, like Paul, I've abounded and I've been a base. I've had and I've had not. And it's better to have. And it's better to be blessed. It's better to, to pursue the blessed life than the sick life, sorry, and sober life, you know, or whatever. It's the blessed life that we want. But it comes when we receive people that can speak into our lives. Not only to receive people that will speak into our lives, but become a person that you can be received and speak into somebody's life. You see, you see I can pray for you all day. But if you don't receive me, it ain't going to happen, is it? If you don't receive me as a pastor, why are you here? Because, you know, that, that's one of the things that, that I learned, and I didn't really understand this principle at that time, is I honored my pastor. And I never was so blessed to sit under a pastor. And I heard the word that he taught, and I began to activate it in my life. And my life changed. Now, you know, I've seen people abuse stuff and be, do stupid things and say, you can only have three kids. And you're, you got to, you know, the pastor's going, you, got, you can't buy this house. You got to pass everything. That's the stupidest thing. You're a, a child of God. And you're called by God. And you, you can hear God's voice. And you can make decisions for yourself. You don't need some pastor telling you what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to make decisions on your own, child of God, and be led. And it's okay to pass it by the pastor or somebody that you deem spiritual, somebody you have received into your life to speak into your life. You pass it by them. I do it all the time. But it's ultimately my decision. And God can lead you and will direct you. But, but what I'm saying is, is we got to learn to honor 
the people that are, are, are in our lives. Amen. Honor God. Amen. Honor Jesus. But the scripture we read last Sunday, if you, don't, if you say you love God and don't love your brother and don't honor them and don't receive them, you're really not honoring God. Right. Told you this wasn't going to be fun, but it's still good. Because if we learn to honor and receive people, our lives will change. And so I honored my pastor, and I had people come up and say, well, you know he can't, he's this and that. And, that. and you know what? It was true. He wasn't perfect. <sighs> but I wouldn't agree with him. They would get so mad at me, I can't believe you're not dogging him. That's what they were asking me to do. But the Bible says, touch not mine anointed. It's just not talking about me as a pastor. It's talking about everybody in here is the anointed of God. When you chew out somebody in your own church, dude, they're, they're, they're the anointed of God. You see, I have to walk out my Christian life just because I'm the pastor doesn't mean that I'm special. Oh, you got special powers. <laughs> no, I don't. Ask my wife. <laughs> no, I don't. I have, to, I have to walk in the same Holy Spirit that you walk in. I have to have the same fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I have to talk to Jesus. I have to talk to the Father. I have to walk out my relationships and I get stressed out just like everybody else with all the pressures of life. You talking about ministering to five families this, this, since January? You don't. I, somebody was riding with me and said, well, I'm not used to doing this. I said, you never get used to doing this. It's stressful because your heart's breaking. And you're trying to go in there and encourage somebody. Whoo! But God, God empowers us. But God strengthens us. And you're going to honor those people. And you're going to pour into those people. And there you go. And so God makes the difference. It's not about me. It's about him. And so that's the whole gist of this relationship is that we need to be receiving people. Look at John 1.12. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Look what 12 says, but as, as many as received him, Jesus, as many that received him, to them he gave the right, mm, the right, that's authority and power. The same authority and power that Jesus had when you receive him, receive him. He gives you the right, the authority and power to become the children of God who believe on his name. Come on. You see, there's a give and take here. And even though you may not be getting anything from, from, from the relationships that you're in, it's time to start honoring them. And if you married them, you received them. With all their stinking faults, what did you say? For better, for worse. Oh, this is worse right now. But come on, you want to change the worst to better? Honor. Receive. I received him, and I'm going to take him, or I received her. I'm going to walk with them. I'm going to walk through them with better and worse. Hey, has anybody ever been to a wedding? Then you're responsible for the people who got married. You just wasn't there for the cake. Oh, cake and punch, baby. Woo, let's go. That's like my grandsons, you know, six, seven. Whose birthday's next? We want some cake and ice cream. 
If that's why you went to the wedding, shame on you. You're supposed to be a witness, and every time you think about them, you're supposed to pray for them and lift them up. You came and you received them, but you honor them as a married couple. If they call you, you got to stay together, folks. You got to work this out. God's called you together. God, you, and you know what? Well, I don't know if God called me together. When you stepped up there before God, it was sealed by God. And God's got you back. I'm sorry, I'm just bouncing around a little bit. It's okay. (laughs) Receiving is unconditional acceptance for better or for worse. If you receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit, now you can release them to everything you need in this life. See, it's just not, well, I believe in Jesus. There's more to it. You've got power now. You've got power to release. You've got power to go give. Pastor, I can't do nothing. No, but the, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Because you received Jesus, now you receive the Holy Spirit. And the same life of God's on the inside of you. Come on, honor Jesus a little bit. And start speaking and releasing and praying and being bold. Hmm? Oh, I'm tired of this sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. I'm tired of coronavirus, and I rebuke what's happening over there with Russia and Ukraine. I'm coming against that. Whatever powers and demonic forces that are dealing. Come on, you've got power. If we don't use our power, we're going to have to take up arms here. That's what they're all prophesying. You don't want to be in a war-torn country. You know, people brag about, well, we just do a civil war. No, you don't want that. No electricity, boil your water. You don't even think about that. It's like people say, we need revival. You going to come church with me every night? No takers, okay? Then you really don't want revival. You want it to happen somewhere else and just sweep over us here, and we feel better. Revival's work. I had to make that decision a long time ago, Lord. If you go in revival here, I'm ready to go every night. I, it took me two weeks. Uh, every night, we take Friday off one night. Don't think about that, do you? What about if we begin? There's too many things that we, need, we have received from God that we need to be releasing into the earth. There are too many things that we, we, we honor him, we received him, and now it's, it's more than just, well, I'm, I'm saved. We're supposed to be a representative. There's got to be something in you that, that, that represents God. I know I'm pushing a little bit, but don't let, me, don't let me hurt anybody. So we need to learn these two principles of honor and receiving. If you don't learn these, how will you ever have your children honor you or anyone else to honor you? This is what we're missing. They're your kids, but you don't honor them. You don't respect them. Do you know that children can show you new things? About your kids. I'm I'm eating stuff that I never thought I would eat because of my kids. Now, I'm supposed to make them eat green beans, you know, and, and but healthy. But they have introduced me to new foods, and I've been all over this country. But they, if they try it, then come on, you got to try this. You got to try this. That's nasty right there, okay, whatever that was. But there are some things that I found out, you know what, that aren't nasty. 
But see, you can have a friendship with your kids. You can have a relationship and you can honor, you need to learn to honor them. That's why I said you need to be quick to repent even to your children. I apologize for not being what I should have been, could have been. Or right in the moment, sit down and shut up back there. I'm coming after you. And because you did it angry, then you have to repent. We're not going to tell that story anyway. But this is basically sowing and reaping. The more you honor people and receive from them and receive them, you're going to be honored and received. You're actually going to see in a relationship because you honor God and receive Jesus and, and receive them. Now you're, you're more chilled in who you are. I saw this thing. It's a little funny. I'm just going to use it as an example because this is where a lot of people are at. You try something new and it didn't work out. Well, you're supposed to learn from things that don't work out. And they go, so the persons were saying, hey, you tried it. It didn't work out, but that's okay. You can learn from it. And they go, no, that was stupid. I'm stupid, and I'm never doing that again. Because we think we're stupid. You're not. You're a child of God. You're called by God. God loves you. God sent Jesus to die for you. And God wants to empower you to live this life. And when it comes to being friends and having friends and learning the people in this church, you know, we grow so much and different people, well, I don't know them, I don't know them, then go meet them. Take the time to greet them and learn because there's some awesome people in this building. And there's some awesome people that come to this church and they have gifts and abilities. And, and it's not always singing or playing the guitar or whatever. It's just being a friend. There's some awesome people that just, you just love them, be your friend. Need them to be your friend. Learn to honor people, respect people, and receive people. Because if you haven't learned this yet in life, you, you draw how you feel and act. If you're insecure, insecure people are going to be coming putting their arm around you. I don't want that. But if you learn to honor and receive people, and people, listen, I'm trying to close this thing, but comparison is the worst thing. I'm not as smart as them. Doesn't matter. I have friends that I don't have very much in common with them, but I can learn from them. I can honor them. I can receive from them. Man, I, I've got friends that are way smarter than I am. And I've got friends that I'm way smarter than they are. It's hard to believe, but it's true. But it doesn't matter. I can honor them and receive them. Man, I got a friend of mine who's a corporate vice president. Dude, sharp as a tack. And I was his pastor for a while. Not here, but in Louisiana. Still close to him and his wife. Prayed with them. They got a little girl running around in the seventh grade because we got in agreement. Huh? I can tell you the place, what city we were in. We were in Texas. We were sitting at a Denny's, and they started asking me, can you believe God with us? I said, yes, I can. And they used the doctors. Long story short, they got a seventh grader. Glory to God. That's what honoring and receiving does. They knew, they knew I have faith. Doesn't matter how smart I am, I got faith. 
I believe God. Come on. It's good to be smart. It's good to have an education. I've got all kinds of education stuff, but took courses, classes all through my life and continuing education. Ah. But it's faith that brings you to the other side. It's believing God and knowing that God's got your back, that God loves you. Bow your heads. Man, the greatest thing that you can do, ladies and gentlemen, is to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The greatest thing is to receive Him and honor Him. He will change your life. And if you're sitting here today and you say, man, I I don't know if I'm really saved, Pastor Brett. I I don't know if I've really ever prayed a prayer. I don't know. But I want to do that. If that's you today and you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, will you just lift your hand? Let me see your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Come on, there's nobody looking but me. I see that hand. Glory to God. Anybody else? Maybe you're here today and you know what? I, I, I gave my heart to Jesus a long time ago, but whew, things just haven't been right. I've been struggling and I just want to come clean with God. If that's you, just lift your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Come on. You know what? When we miss it, God picks us up. He doesn't condemn us and beat us down. It's just like a toddler. When he falls, you pick him back up and you get him on his balance. And God wants to pick you up and put you on your balance, people. So you can walk this life. Let me pray over you. Well, actually, let's all pray this together. Say, Father, today I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He's the Savior of the world. And I believe that that He died for me to save me. I honor Him. I receive Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at legacyfamily.info.